Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. Are you there? I want you please to underline these scriptures that we've read this afternoon. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, that is John the Baptist, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes! I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Now please note the next verse. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there's not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Amen. Amen. Sister, sister, please pray. Let's stand as she prays together and raise your hands to heaven. Pray in tongues, sister. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Rabbi. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Please be seated. Regardless of who we are, there are many of us as God's people that suffer with an inferior complex. We look at ourselves, we consider our education, we consider our ethnicity, our group, racial group, we consider the class that we are placed in, middle class or poor, and we say to ourselves, because of all the setbacks, can God really use me? Who am I that God could use me for His praise, His glory, and His honor? And because many of God's people suffer with an inferior complex, the church, its growth is retarded. Because when you suffer with an inferior complex, you are afraid to reach out to people who you, who you feel are above you, who are superior to you. You're always holding back because what do they think about me? 
I'm just a nobody. Let me assure you, though you and I might suffer with an inferior complex, though we do fall short in many an area, maybe our education is limited, maybe we grew up in an environment where we were constantly told that we will not amount to anything, but let me assure you, as far as God is concerned, God does not look for perfection in man or woman to be used of God. God looks for the potential that lies within you. And by the way, that which lies within you has been deposited into your spirit by God Himself. I want to encourage you this afternoon to stop looking at yourself as a nobody. Disregard what others say of you negatively. Start saying to yourself what God says of you. Disregard your own opinions. Disregard the gossip, the negativity of others and begin to convince yourself that according to God's word that you are great in the sight of God. You might consider yourself a nobody, but rest assured that God is at work in you. Listen to what the Bible says of you and I. It says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We're not ordinary people. We are extraordinary. In fact, it might shock you, but we are no more a natural people. We are a supernatural people. We are born of the Spirit of God. Yes, we do succumb to the attacks of life. There are those times we are forlorn and sad and depressed. But ultimately, we always come to the conclusion that we're not normal. We are above the normal. We are born of the Spirit of God. We're no more ordinary. We are extraordinary people. We are a supernatural people born of the Spirit of God. And if that be the case, then no matter what the world says of you, no matter what you say of yourself, in God's sight, you are powerful. You are a force to be reckoned with. Amen. In fact, the Bible says you are the temple of God. You are the habitation of the Spirit where you are. Where you are, even with your shortcomings and your failures, you carry the presence of Almighty God. Where you are, there is God. How can you be a nobody when your very being is enriched with the presence of God who is perfect and who is holy? I want to add to this today. I want to bring to your understanding just who you are according to to the words of Jesus Christ. But before we go there, is there a teacher in our midst? Is there a teacher perhaps in our midst? No one is a teacher here? Okay then, I will act as the teacher. We'll do a brief, 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 brief English teaching on the degrees of comparisons. Comparisons means to compare with others. Let me give you the example. Tall, 
taller, the tallest. Amen? Amen. Fat, fatter, the fattest. Small, smaller, the smallest. Great, greater, the greatest. Do you understand what comparisons is all about then? Now, it's important to note what does Jesus say about John the Baptist? And consider what Jesus says about John the Baptist and about you and begin to apply the degrees of comparisons not that I have made but what Jesus had made. Jesus said this about John. Jesus said John was more than a prophet. John was more than a prophet. Let me just quickly throw in an acronym for a prophet. And by the way, these acronyms don't come from books. They come from the throne of God. And if I boast, I boast in the Lord. God gives it to me himself. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Proclaiming revelation over propaganda, heralding eternal truth. The Bible says there are many voices in the air. And most of these voices are contrary to the purposes of God. And these voices are against you. But when the prophet speaks, amen, he dispels all the propaganda, all the negativity. And he speaks words of truth that can lead you and guide you into truth everlasting. Now, Jesus said of John, he's more than a prophet. He says that he was the forerunner. Amen? Amen. I read it to you in verse 10. For this is who, he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before you, who will prepare your way before you. John the Baptist was a prophet. But he was also the head of the forerunner that went before Jesus Christ and prepared the hearts of the people to accept Jesus as the Lamb of God. Now, there was 400 long years of silence. No prophet spoke. And suddenly John appears on the scene and he breaks the silence. And he breaks the silence with these words, Behold the Lamb of God. His whole message is the kingdom of God and the coming of the king to set up the kingdom of God. So that is his message. The kingdom of God and the king who will set up the kingdom. Now notice what Jesus says of John. And what are we going to use? The degree of comparisons. We're going to school. Verse 11. Look in your tongue and Bible. Assuredly I say to you, Amongst those born of women, there's not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Look at me. He's saying, out of all men that were ever, 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 ever born from Adam right till this very moment. There's never been a man of God, a prophet of God, a forerunner of God greater than John. Amen. So what is he saying? He's saying that John the Baptist is greater than Moses. He's saying that John the Baptist is greater than Isaiah. 
and all the prophets that went before him. Now I ask you the question, who is talking here? Who is saying these things? It is Jesus. But go further on and hear what he says. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Look at me. Great, greater, greatest. He's saying all men born of a woman and talking about the prophets, the priests and the kings, they were great. But you know what? Although they were great, John the Baptist is greater than them. But he doesn't stop there. He says something about you and me that will shock us. And he says the least of you in the kingdom of John is greater than John. You are greater than John the Baptist. And if John the Baptist was greater than all men born of women, you are greater than all men and women born of women. What a statement. What a statement. But now to cross that statement is so important. Once again, the very proverbial question. Who is making that statement? Who is making this outstanding statement? Where he places the least in the kingdom of God as the pinnacle in the kingdom of God just below himself. Who is saying these words? Jesus. And I ask you the question, can any man accuse him of sin? Is he not the perfect one? Is he not the son of God? Did, not, did they not address him as rabbi? Did not many receive him as a prophet, as a teacher, and as a son of God? But ultimately you've got to know and understand who he's talking he is just not the Son of God. He's just not the Word made flesh dwelling amongst men. He's more than that. And you must realize this. What I say about Jesus is good. What you say about Jesus is good. But ultimately the best that can ever be said of Jesus is when God Himself speaks of Jesus. Amen. 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 And if you read the book of Hebrews, God Himself speaks of Jesus and who Jesus is but to the son of God he says your throne O God is forever and ever how does God address the son of God how does God address Jesus what does he say O God God speaks to Jesus and he addresses Jesus not as the Son of God, but as God. Yes, Amen. Who spoke that words about John? Who said that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John, and John is greater than all men ever born? Who said those words? Who said those words? God! Jesus, who is God, spoke those words. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. God cannot lie. God says that you and I are greater than John 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Start believing what God says about you and about me. The Bible says that perhaps in many other ways we are the head and no more the tail. Hallelujah. Start seeing yourself as a giant for God. Amen. Start seeing yourself that as one that never ever can be conquered. Amen. You are all powerful because you are possessed by God. God the greatest ever dwells in you. And your greatness is in God. Amen. Can you? Can you? Can I? Is this challenging? Come on, I want to know. Is this challenging? If I cannot motivate you to realize who you are and go out and win the world for Jesus, then I'm failing God. Can you really be greater than John? It is John the Baptist who baptized Jesus in the river Jordan. Who are you? Who am I? That we are greater than John. John baptized Jesus into the river Jordan. Not you, not me. It was John who introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Not you and not I. How then can we be greater than John? It was John who saw the Holy Spirit ascend upon Jesus in the form of a dove and he heard the voice of God this is my son in whom I'm well pleased you never said that you never had that experience but Jesus says you are greater than John it is John who prophesied that although I baptize with water there comes one after me who is mightier than I. He will not baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This great man, God says you and I are greater than him. When we consider Moses and the word of God said, of all the women, all the men born of women, there's none greater than John. And there are some outstanding men of God who you and I look up to, who we desire to emulate. And one of these great men is none other than Moses himself. What a mighty man of God Moses was. He prayed and bread rained from heaven. He prayed, he spoke to God, he communicated with God, and meat fell out of the skies. He stood before the Red Sea, and God said to me, Stop your complaining, Moses. You divide the Red Sea. God never said, Shut up, Moses. I will divide it. He said, No, you divide it. You divide it. My Bible says he stood there the whole night and he raised his hands and his rod and the sea parted. What a man of God. This mighty man, Moses, spoke to a rock. And the Bible says there was a time he struck the rock and water gushed forth out of that rock. My Bible says that God gave him the blueprint for the tabernacle. 
that in the midst of the congregation, that which Moses would both through the men of God, the presence of God would richly dwell upon. He had the blueprint, he had the know-how, how to construct the temple of God, that God's presence might inhabit the tabernacle. What a man of God to have the blueprint about the habitation, the temple of God. But I'm here to tell you, and you better believe me, if you don't believe me, study the word, find out for yourself. Amen. He had the blueprint of the tabernacle, of the temple of God, but he himself never ever became a habitation of the temple of God. You and I are the temple of God. He could only build a type and a shadow, but my God, by the grace of God, we have become the tabernacle and the temple of God. Someone shout amen. My Bible tells me that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Amen. The least in the kingdom are greater than all the prophets. Greater than men like Moses, Jeremiah and all these great men of God. It was Moses and you listen to me carefully. The time has come for you to break that inferior complex you have in your life. Don't worry about your ethnicity. Don't worry of who you are. You might come from a small island. You might be a nobody. They might call you a coconut head. But those days are long gone. You're no more registered in Tonga. You're registered in heaven. In heavenly places with Christ Jesus, you have become a citizen of the household of the Most High God. Hallelujah! They can look down upon Tonga, they can look down upon South Africa, but no more can they look down upon us because we no more belong to Tonga and South Africa. We belong to heaven! 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 When we sit here and stand here, we don't represent Tonga, we don't represent South Africa. You sit there and I stand here and we represent heaven. Heaven! Heaven! I want you to know that you are an ambassador for Christ. You don't represent your country anymore. You represent Jesus. Heaven! Heaven! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just one more thing before I close. And you search the scripture, you go further into what I'm preaching. We read of Moses, as our sister read. He spoke to the rock, the people were complaining. They were dying of thirst. There was no water. And God said, get the elders, go there to the rock, and you speak to the rock. One time he spoke, one time he struck the rock. And that water followed them throughout the wilderness. What a man! What a man! Did not Jesus say, if we fail to worship him, he will raise the stones. And if he says he can raise a stone to worship him, huh, it's nothing for God to bring water out of the rock. Have you heard them say, can you squeeze water out of a rock? I tell you 
my God can cause a reservoir to flow from a rock. Hallelujah. But my God says, Israel, that you are greater than that great man of God. Is God a man that he should lie? Why then do we make God a liar? Why then do we make God a liar? Every word in this book, it is genuine. It's authentic. You can depend upon it because God is not a man. Quick is the word of God. Powerful is the word of God. He spoke to the rock. Let me read it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let me read from verse 1. Are you being challenged this afternoon? Are you being challenged? Well, thank God you are challenged, but if you're not convicted, then forget about the challenge. You hear what I'm saying? You can be challenged, but if you're not convicted and want to change your status of who you are, then forget. I'm tired. I'm tired of being a nobody. I'm tired of being a natural person. I want to know in whom I believe and I must be persuaded by the work and the hand of God that I'm now a supernatural being. I'm no more of the natural. I'm no more of the mundane. I am of the heavenlies. And my Bible says, Heaven, heaven is His throne and earth is His footstool. And it goes further saying that I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I had a bad week. And I thank God for my wife who was my encouragement. My Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Come to Israel. Because you've got a face that I got on, you're going to be God. Hallelujah. Sit there, my son. Sit there. Heaven is His throne. There's no higher throne than the throne of God. And earth is his footstool. He has his feet on earth. It's under his persuasion. It's under his control. It's under his lordship. He's totally and completely in charge. My Bible says, I am seated with him. In heavenly place. Heaven! 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 Is my throne. Because I'm seated with Jesus. And earth is my footstool. Because I'm seated with Jesus. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. You are greater than John. That's why you're greater than Moses. Because you're seated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about time we preach the deep things of God. It's about time we know who you are in Christ Jesus. You know more and nobody. You know more and nobody. They might think of us as nobodies. They might mock us and scoff us and pay us the least because of our ethnicity. But there's coming a day they will bow down to us. And when they come to bow down to us, we're not going to take revenge or vengeance. We're going to pick them up and forgive them. Hallelujah. 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 He opened the Red Sea. Rained bread and meat from heaven. 
spoke to a rock and struck a rock. And water followed the people. Now listen to me carefully. Come here again, Israel. I'm going to use you, Israel, because you're now the two nicest looking men in the church. <laughs> Listen, verse 38. 
Romans. Verse 37. On that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow, will flow, will flow, will flow rivers of living water. Do you believe? Do you believe that you have become a reservoir of life? Amen. The water flows from you to a dry and a thirsty land wherever you are. And out of you flows the power of the Spirit of God. Out of you flows the Word of God. That where you are, you impart life. You give life. Greater is He that lets the water flow from Him than He that the water follows. Amen. For too long, church, we've considered ourselves as inferior, as nobodies. Who am I that God should use me? My level of education is so feeble. My ethnicity, people look down upon us, they laugh, they mock, and they scoff us. We are seen as nobodies. But hear what the simple man of God says. God will take a nobody. From nowhere. Make that nobody a somebody. Take him from nowhere and place him somewhere. And after God has made that nobody a somebody and took him from nowhere and placed him somewhere, God will send him everywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Change your mentality. Change your perception of who you are. I'm saying to say that the perception that we have about ourselves, many men of God had forced upon us through wrong preaching and teaching. It's about time we know who we are in Christ. Amen? We will preach against sin when we have to. But our services will not be controlled by sin preaching. Our services must be controlled by Jesus preaching. Yes! Yes! But here's the crux of the matter. Here's the, the pinnacle of truth. You can stay in your inferior complex, in your natural complex, or you can move over to the supernatural. Amen? Move from the mundane to the heavenly. We are greater than John. The least of all men born of women are greater than John. And John is greater rather than them. But we are greater than John. And all men and women born of women. Is God a man that he should lie? You know, there always has to be evidence of who you are. There always has to be evidence of who you are. You can't just say a thing without proving it. Tall, tall. What's the evidence that Israel is taller than you? Because he stands next to me and he's tall. What's the evidence that you are greater than John? What's the evidence that you are greater 
than Moses and all the prophets. Let me just briefly say this. In reality, to the sense of having received a revelation from God, you have a greater revelation. Oh yes, John was baptized in the Spirit when he was in his mother's womb. What a unique experience. But God still says you're greater than him. Huh? John had a revelation of Jesus. But let me say you have a greater revelation. John only had his vision. John only had the Old Testament. You've got John's vision. You have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. You have a greater revelation. You should know more what John ever knew. You should know more what Moses ever knew. Because the revelation is greater. Amen. But here's the crux of the matter. You're greater than Moses. He spoke of the temple. He built the temple, but never ever became the temple himself. Amen. He struck a rock and water flowed from it. But he never became a fountain of life as you and I have become. For out of us flows the rivers of God's living water. Amen. I don't know about you, but sometimes where I go, where I put my feet, it might be a desert place. It might be heaven. It might be barren. But when God wants me and I put my place, my feet in a desert place and in a barren place, it becomes an oasis. Because out of me flows the rivers of God's life. Amen. The same should happen to you and to me. But here's the whole crux of the matter. Where's your evidence of that? Where's your evidence? Where's my evidence that I'm greater than John, that I'm greater than Moses and Isaiah and all the prophets? Where's my evidence? Where are the souls that got saved under my ministry? Where are the people that got healed under my ministry? Where? Listen to me, people. Unto whom much is given, more is required. Now hold on your standing. Unto whom much is given, more is required. John, although he had a unique experience, Moses and all the prophets, although they had a unique, mighty experience, never ever had you had. Years with what they had, they've done a great work for God. With all the greatness than John and all the prophets, what have you done? What have I done? What have you done? Preach some message Sunday morning and do a Bible study. Any Tom Dick and Harry can do that, man. Yeah, any Tom Dick and Harry can do that. Give a God-dedicated man and a woman that believes in the greatness of God. They will win the mission for Jesus. They will turn a city that's downside up, right side up. They will lead a nation to repentance. 
God wants to see your greatness. Yes. God wants to see my greatness. And listen, I say it again. Your greatness is not in your office. Listen. Your greatness is not in your office as a pastor, or an apostle, or a teacher, or an evangelist. No. Your greatness is in your dedication to Jesus. What are you doing for God? Are you talking about you? Are you telling the world that there's no other life outside the life of God? Let God be true. Now, I've got an appointment, but my wife will beat me when I get outside. I'm not scared of my wife, I'm just frightened. But I'm serious. We'll stop playing church. Last week I made an altar call and you came. And I laid hands. And sometimes, you know, we just think that the past of the men of God can feed everything. That the same problem you have. Even more sometimes. Because when you're in the fighting line, you're a talker for the enemy. The devil doesn't want your people that are calling you. I can't give you what I spoke about. I cannot give it to you. But if you mean business for God, if you mean business for this church, you'll be able to lose your fight. Asking God for the true anointing that will make you the greatest in the kingdom of God. Are you that people? Or are you just people that come to church to get blessed, to have a dance like I have every Sunday? Or do you need blessings to God? I'm crying to God. I stand at work and sometimes crippled people walk past and I say, My God, I can't be cutting for this person. Lord, if it was Peter, he would have got healed. Just his shadow falling, the man would walk upright to him. Are you ready, brother? Make your way to the front. And cry to God. Come here. Come here. Don't stand. And, and don't be, be, be eager to get slain in the spirit. Open your mouth and talk to God. Cry for this anointing. Seek God's faith, face for this anointing. Are you coming? Are you coming? One man. One lady. Amen. This is not for the faint-hearted. This is for those that will seek God's face and want to do a work for God. These are the greatest in the kingdom of God. These are the least in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah.